Happy Saturday, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode from the Crow's Nest. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me as always is Thomas Ware III and Dr. Kevin Crow. There is so much going on, it makes my head hurt. So let's start with this whole Flynn nonsense, Michael Flynn, and then we can uh, talk about Paul Manafort getting to go home and be under house arrest because of COVID. Yeah. And uh, maybe then we can get into some local stuff. Sure. Um, no, the stuff with Flynn, and, and again, this happens with a lot of people, and you know, where you know, the stuff that they try to get them on is things that were not illegal to start off with, but then they get them on a technical, on a technicality. This happens, of course, you know, even, even, you know, with, you know, in, in, in states and not just at the federal level, but, but the feds are pretty bad about this. And the thing is with Flynn, and nobody's lucked into this, there's a pattern here that goes a long way back. And I hope I get the guy's name right, but I think there's a guy, Weiss, or, or Weiss, who was one of the, um, one of the uh, uh, attorneys on this, who are one of the prosecutors on this, and he has a pattern of doing this, of, of coming up with stuff that has nothing to do with the case, that's not illegal, and trying to get them untrapped in a, you know, in a, um, um, uh, you know, saying something that, again, has nothing to do with the case, is not necessarily illegal. And in fact, if you go way back, not that this was a great guy, but the, eventually even this was overturned, is in Alaska, you remember Stevens? I think he was a senator or something. Ted Stevens. And yeah, that was it. The way they got him was the same way with Flynn, and it turned out again not to be illegal. They they finally you know undid everything, but it was after he lost, and it was the same guy um, that Weiss. You'll notice was on in both cases, and so you know if you have this. Well, I know this for a fact. If you have somebody at the state level or in the county level who's doing something like this, they'll just bar them. Um, you know, the feds get away with a lot more than people think they do. You think they would be have a higher level of professional, you know, professionalism, but a lot of times they, they don't. Um, I'm, I'm Indian. Uh, you don't have to convince me of the lack of professionalism right. on the, on the right. federal government level. You don't have to do that. However, Michael Flynn admitted that he was guilty. He said, yes, this was wrong. But it's not he a crime of what that. he was guilty of. He what he that. admitted he was... He admitted that he committed a crime. That's why he went to jail. No, That's no. why he, he made no, no. that plea bargain. Hold on. What he admitted to was... There was that that asked if he'd ever met or or met this what this one Russian figure, not that he recalled, which he had at one at one time, but it wasn't an official meeting even, and he was in his right to do that as an as an ingoing you know as a as a person who would be a member of the new government, and nothing nefarious went there, went you know happened during those meetings. And but everything. as a citizen, he's is, not allowed to lie to Congress. He is not well, allowed to and, lie you know, to Congress. You saw Obama this week. You saw Obama this week saying, oh, this is horrible. How, how can we allow somebody to be pardoned, blah, blah, blah. Well, we forget Obama pardoned Cartwright, his favorite general, who lied, and he actually lied about something serious. What Cartwright lied for was, and in 2012, he leaked classified information that showed that the U.S. and Israel had, um, had, had a joint operation to basically – um, with computer viruses to sabotage the um, the Iranian uh, centrifuges, which again 
prevented the Iranians from developing nuclear weapons. Those are national secrets, and he leaked those. That is a real crime, and, and, and Obama pardoned him you know, on that. And that was a serious thing, a real crime, and he lied, and then Obama gets on there and says, well, I can't believe anybody would overturn this. He did the same thing, only he did it to somebody who actually committed a treasonous act. And so, I you know, I, but the press question. doesn't go back and look at that stuff. I just have a memory like an elephant. <laughs> I have a serious question in all seriousness. Yeah. And, and we were talking about this. We, we do talk about it. Yeah. Why is it when Republicans are challenged with anything in the Trump administration that it automatically goes back to Obama? We're not well, talking no, wait, about there's Obama. There's a reason on that. No, hold on. That's a, normally Obama, I don't do that. As you know, normally I don't. The reason I brought this up, Obama brought that up this week, saying, well, I can't believe that they would pardon this. This has never been done, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, he did it. <laughs> Only he did it for something that really was a crime and really was treasonous. Well, um, and if we're going to talk about Republicans but now usually outing, I don't throw back Obama. C- Go ahead. outing CIA operatives, Bush and Cheney did that to Valerie Plame. They outed yes, her. Yes, I'm not a defender of Bush. I'm not a defender was, of Bush, as oh, you know. <laughs> neither am I. But you know what? With yep. the craziness of this Trump administration, I had to shed an ironized Cody tear when I heard George W. Bush's voice calling for unity. Do you know how much yep. I hated that? But yet, that is where this Trump administration has led us. Somebody who, who really completely, wholly disagreed with the Bush-Cheney administration on damn near every level just was like, I felt this, this like longing for the Bush-Cheney days well, in a way thing, that the was one thing so I will surprising. Give, the one thing I will give Trump, which is usually what people attack him on, is is all of his negative stuff, he does up front and personally, openly. I mean, with these people, they've got their little henchmen, the Bushes too, to do their dirty work for them and everything. Um, and so at least with Trump, you can debate the issue right then when he's doing it. Um, and so I'll give him that. I mean, it may not be politically the smartest thing, but at least it's but politically the more though, honest thing to do. Can you, though, considering he was challenged by two female reporters this week and just, like, walked off the stage? Like, that's not leadership. I mean, leaders are supposed to stand there. And you want to bring up Obama, let's bring up Obama and the pounding that he got from the American press. But you know what? He never backed down from answering a question, and he never was disrespectful to the press in that way. And well, the but press, remember, the this press has, has a right to be there. You know, Trump will throw this out, and the press will, and he'll say, "Well, that's not what happened." And then they'll keep on and on, and then later people will go back and search, and they'll find that he was right. I mean, you know, when he said, "Well, enough, I've had enough of this." Um, so, Who said that? You know, I mean, huh? <laughs> Who said that? That he was no, right. No, go back. To do I mean, that. I can find those. I mean, but that was even a couple of weeks ago. They had one where they looked back up, and he was right on these, and they had to admit it then later. But um, what was that? So, I mean, you know, what, 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 what was huh? what was what was he right about that they said he was wrong about that he ended up being right about? Well, I can find that if you want to do, bring that back up next week. I mean, that I can do. I mean, but yeah, um, because I, I don't recall that. What I see is him in the Rose Garden with these giant signs that says America's leading in testing when we all know that that is completely false. I mean, we are not leading in testing, right? That I don't know on that one. Well, but but here's the thing. We know we're not. We know we're not. We know that we're not. We don't have adequate testing. We know that here in southwest Oklahoma, people really don't give a flip 
about health precautions. I mean, go to go to Homeland, go to Walmart here in Chickasha if you want to go to that death trap. <laughs> you know, because people just aren't taking it seriously and places that reopened early like Georgia and these other places are seeing a massive resurgence in cases and they don't have adequate testing either. And so what what does that say? If we well, now, had more testing, Georgia's, we would be able remember, to Georgia's, acknowledge that there are more Georgia cases. Georgia is still lower than a lot of other places. I mean, it's still one of the lower ones. Um, but lower doesn't mean anything when they're starting to see a thousand cases overnight. You know, okay, so let me ask you this. What about this, um, this breakout in the White House? What do, you, what do you think about all of these people and Stephen Miller's brown wife? Um, refusing to wear a mask to all of these events, everybody else has to wear them, but them. I mean, again, they have a way of checking to see. But now, now they've actually started using the mask now in the White House. I mean, they've but had not Trump or Pence. No, but again, go ahead. But again, they're checked every day. I mean, they can check them the temperature and all that. But it, but the, but they've been confirmed cases. They have it. But by they the have same, it, and they're still going out and and not taking any kinds of precautions and not quarantining themselves. Mike Pence just now did it. And but by the same token, by the same token, if you if you look, even when you know, like when the um, like when the governor of New York gets up, he's not wearing a mask, and he'll say, "Well, I'm social," and he's right there by people. I mean. So, I mean, no, all of these, all of these, polit wait, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. But all of these politicians, when they're in public on the TV speaking to the people, they don't wear a mask. I mean, none of them do that. Well, because it's hard to understand everything. Some people just naturally tend to mumble. So that I get. That but I that's get. It. I mean, that's what they're doing. Somebody. I mean, when you're addressing and I will somebody, say this, but not Trump, when you're doing um, your day to day. I wear a mask. No, but I will mention this. I will mention this. You did see this a few weeks. I mean, a few weeks ago, Pence did admit that he should have been wearing a mask when he visited the hospital. You know, the, um, a few weeks ago, he did come back and say, "Well, I was wrong there." After the fact, though, and but he didn't start wearing a mask. Well, he did admit he was wrong. I mean, he's but, not, but he didn't he's, start he's the wearing first a mask. Well, he's the first person since Patrick Moynihan to admit when they were wrong. You know, well, that's one yeah, of the but I get that. That was one thing I used to but like about ad Moynihan. Admitting you were wrong and saying, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that, really doesn't mean anything if you're going to go out and continue not to take those precautions. Well, and again, you'd have to see where they're, where they're speaking when they're not wearing a mask and, wear, you know, and all that, too. But they do some, you know, they still, you know, he admitted he was wrong on that one for sure. Um, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something to be to be considered for sure. And and you know, leadership has a direct effect on how people act. Yeah. And you know, all of people have been killed over this mask issue. And if the federal government, even the Trump administration, had any kind of cohesive message of let's let's all do what we can for the greater good, it would it would ratchet this down quite a bit I believe if if dear leader would say it to his constituents but because we don't have any kind of cohesion and the federal government is trying to fight tribes 
and state governments are trying to fight tribes at every turn, all it's serving to do is being more divisive to these with to tribes within these states that have Trump supporting governors. So well, just, the problem also is this: even the you know the um, the WHO, even um, Fauci, all of them have made predictions that have turned out to be way off. So everybody is operating in the dark. Um, now, of course, you know, I mean, we've cautioned our people, like when, you, you know, or on the radio show, when you go out, you know, wear a mask. I mean, you know, we, we say that, and, and I do. And, and you know, you've, we've talked about this. When I go to Walmart, very few people are. Some are. But, again, that's, you know. They um, were more mad at me for not going, not obeying the direction signs than they were, than they cared about a mask. Yeah. In fact, okay, so so this this is I gotta I gotta tell this story. Going I, and admittedly going the wrong way, I'm using my air bunnies there because nobody cares about that, right? I mean, nobody was even abiding by that anymore. I mean, it's full blown open now. So nobody cares about yeah. those marks on the floor. I guess I guess this one old white dude does. Because there was me and another lady in in the aisle, both going the wrong way. You know, and I was just kind of looking at something and he made a point to come to me and say, you're going the wrong way. And I said, yeah, I'm a rebel like that. <laughs> and I just kept on going, <laughs> you know, but the fact that he thought he should tell me the brown lady and not the white lady in front of me, who I was following from the last aisle, by the way, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's that's going to bring us around to Mr. Arbery. And I, I really have to know what, what your um, thoughts are about community militias in the, in the face of the Ahmaud Arbery case. Have, have you, you have heard about this, right? I've, I've, well, I've seen on this one. And here's the thing um, with, you know, with him. Take it, put yourself in the place of the victim here, I mean, the man who was killed. Oh, I have. I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, even regardless, doesn't matter whether he's black, white, doesn't matter what the other people are, just, just pretend like you're him and what you would have done, and you would have done the same thing he did. I mean, you know, if some people are pointing guns at you and they're not law officers, you know, they're not policemen, and they just say, hey, hey, I mean, you're not going to stop. You may think they're robbing yeah, you or something. But, but that's I mean, the point. So, he was well yeah. within his right to run. They were not within their right to kill him. But the larger that's issue right. well, is and see, that here's was covered the thing. up through the DA's office because well, the father and here's the was thing. a— and, and I'm not defending him. I mean, you're, these people have got to be brought up. Their defense is this, and then we'll shoot holes in, in, in their defense. Their defense was this, that there have been burglaries, okay, and they might have been wanting to stop burglaries. But the point is, is this, you have, you have a, um, you can stand, you have a stand your ground law, but this isn't stand your ground law. This guy's not coming in your area. He's not trying to get in your property. He's not trying to break in your house. He's jogging. Even if he were guilty, even if he were, and he's not, he was a jogger, but even if he were a, um, even if he were a robber or something like this, and you saw him rob something, you still can't just shoot him. Even then, I mean, <laughs> um, you know, you you have to, you would you could follow him. You could keep a gun out. If he pulled the gun on you, you could shoot back. 
but you still can't, you know, the notion is you can protect yourself and protect your property, but you can't just arbitrarily take the law in your own hands. Well, um, and that their um, basis, I guess, for their for their defense claim was that uh, it was a citizen's arrest law that was really implemented for retailers who could detain uh, shoplifters. But, but see, he and wasn't that's, in a that's store. What they he's out. He's out. He's he's out in public. That's what I was saying. I mean, if he's okay, here's where they would have been in the right. But this is not it. Let's say he was. I don't know that he had stole something and he's in a car and he's driving by. They might, even though you shouldn't be doing then, they might could say then. Well, you know, he's he has a dangerous weapon; he can run us over. But not when he's running away. I mean, so this is you know this is this is an easy case to see these people were in the wrong. I mean, there's they well, just and can't it's do this. That the their local DA's office refused to prosecute because the dad was one of their. Uh, investigators and it was now i will say this, this i will say this and this is one i have a firsthand uh, that i have I, I can tell you what the case is here's the danger too um and this will be this is why they have to watch out when they bring these people up when they bring these people up on trial they have to the, the crime they'll, they'll have to bring them up on manslaughter now you're thinking why not murder one murder one described is is intent and it, I mean, it's a, it's a different it's a different technicality, and so they may not have brought them up yet, trying to figure out what they want to charge them with. I don't know. They may be covering it up. I have no idea. But the danger here is, is you don't want to say this is murder one because that is a legal definition, and that requires premeditation. And that's right. Really it requires premeditation. premeditation. So when people say they have to be trialed for murder, now we're getting into the law, and the law would be. You couldn't do it for murder. You could do manslaughter. I'm not familiar with what the state laws are there. There may be a murder, too, or something like that. I don't know. But, but that will be – when this comes up, if it's prosecuted and they say, well, they're only getting them for manslaughter, you have to get them for what you can convict them of under the law. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So the um, feds are actually looking into this as a hate crime. You I, know, don't, I wouldn't – here's home. the thing. I wouldn't classify it as a hate crime. I would get them for, for manslaughter because manslaughter is going to be more severe anyway. Because, again, with hate crime, you have to, you have to, um, you have to judge intent, and there had been burglaries in the area. So I don't know. I, it, get them for what you can get them for, and they're going to serve more time anyway with, you know, with, with manslaughter. But whatever, you've got to prosecute it because you can't just have people – you know, shooting joggers. <laughs> well, but, but, that, but that's a good point, I mean, though. Crazy. Are white joggers safe in that neighborhood? Were any white joggers confronted the way that he was? I don't you know. I, well, and again, I don't know either. I don't know either. But that would be that would be a question I would ask is. I'm, first you know, of all, here's the thing. I'm not defending these people. They've got to yeah. be tried. And, and, I, and again, if I were on the jury and saw the evidence I've seen right now, I would convict. I know I can't do that. You can't do that unless you've heard the whole thing. I get that. I'm, I'm saying off of the evidence what I see right now, okay? But having said that, here's the thing. In their mind, and again, they're wrong on what they're doing, okay? But in their mind, what they said they were doing, and apparently there had been a rash of burglaries here, okay? You, you follow me? In their mind, 
my guess is is why they're picking on him. It may be because he's black, but it may be not because they are after black people, but because they're looking for somebody who doesn't appear to be from that neighborhood. Does that make sense? It could be an all-white neighborhood. That's I don't know. I don't know. He lived know. a block away. But regardless, huh? I'm sorry. He lived a block away. Yeah, well, I don't know. No, no, I'm just saying what was their reasoning for doing that. Does that make sense? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, but, and um, it's like I said, that's why me personally, that's what I would go back to, and that's what I would be asking the people in that neighborhood is, okay, who jogs around here? Because, that's right. I mean, people jog up and down my street, and so I kind of know... I kind of know when the people are jogging and kind of know when there's somebody who doesn't belong here. Like, you know what I mean? I kind of know who lives in the area, even if they're not my immediate neighbors, you know, right. because they're well, always see, walking me, their dogs and I have or to say their this. kids. <laughs> for, me, for me, we should always prosecute the crime. I'm not as big on hate crime because hate crime tries to get in what people are thinking. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I mean, you, you, judge, you get them on murder. You get them on manslaughter. You get them on whatever. The reason I've never been big on hate crime is if somebody ever murders me, I hope they do it because they hate me. I hate to think that they did it just for fun. I mean, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, you, know, you, you want to get them for the crime. That's um, well, I, but, but you understand what I'm saying, not for the thought, for the crime. I mean, that's, that's – and it should be judged. Well, that's what I've always said. People said, well, what about like, you know, what about if somebody, if you had Klansmen burning a cross in somebody's yard, should we get them for a hate crime? My thing is you arrest them and convict them for terroristic threatening. I mean, you already have a crime there, and that is a terroristic threatening um, and stuff. I've always, I always am leery of developing new categories of crime because you have to figure out you know, how is that going to be used in the future. You know, I mean, you could always, if it, if it gets on intent, you know, instead of action, then that's a slippery slope. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. The feds have that hate crime statute. Um, you know, well, the federal, feds, federal as we've cases, seen recently, b both on the left and the right, have too many, too many aces in the hole. They, well, should, they should enforce the laws and not make up new laws where they can get things on little technicalities and all of that. Well, you have but, to um, adjust and, the law to reflect the citizens the citizens too and there are more minorities in the united states and a lot of the old laws disproportionately affect us and well so no what, we in, have what to disproportionately new... what disproportionately affect affected minorities were the implementation of the laws does that make sense it continues in other to words, do so and but the, that's but right the, but that's, but a, but that's a different issue that's not the law changed. that's the that's a matter of enforcement that's a different issue. I, I'm, agree, I'm agreeing with you, but I mean, but that's not a matter of the law. That's a matter of who's implementing the law. Uh, you have to have equal protection. But that's something that no minority ever knows. I mean, and we can do we can do a social experiment down Chickasha Avenue, and let Thomas walk down the street, and let maybe Dr. Garneau walk down the street. And both of them are going to experience. Well, he's kind of shifty, anyway. No, <laughs> I know. Gar I should have gave a better example than Garno because he does have those no, shifty eyes. No, everybody knows Garno, but maybe it should be me or Thomas. I think I'd be more likely to get pulled over than 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 um than, than, than Garno. Garno is the least be, likely person. You would be getting stuff like, "Hey, Doctor Crow, how's it going? How's your family?" I've been. I've had. I have been. But now again, I have. I have uh, been on the other side of seeing what it feels like. Like, 
um, I'll explain what happened, different type of stuff. But a, a couple of, mm, let me think, probably about two years ago, two or three years ago, I was with my um, son, and we were, we were up on, we were in Arkansas from one of the, one of the state parks. We went out and eat at a restaurant. And then on the way back, uh, I got pulled over by state police, by a whole bunch of police. And there were about three or four, and they had me get out of the car and everything, and they, had, they questioned me, and they were trying to, um, and I get this later, I mean, I understand what they were doing, but they were trying to trip me up on facts, all this, all these different questions, all these, and they put my son on the other side, questioning him and all of this and all of that. What had happened was, in that area, there had been a 10-year-old who had been kidnapped by somebody who was about my age, okay? Now, my son was three, okay? And you're thinking, well, that's a big difference between a three and a 10-year-old. In the police defense, the three-year-old did look like my – I mean, the 10-year-old did look like my son. But it was weird because it's like they presume you're guilty. They don't presume you're innocent. Did he um, even call you luckily, boy? They, um, <laughs> they were more – I wish you could see it at the time. I mean, because I would answer all their questions, and they would try to trip me up, and they would start saying stuff that I didn't say and all of this. And that came out okay, and they did catch the person who actually did it. But the thing is, is this – um, so I get it. I, I get being, you know, pulled over and questioned and all that. I've been on the other side of it too. But well, having said that, did they cuff uh, you? Yeah. Did they cuff um, you? No, but I wish you were there. But the questioning went on for about 20 minutes instead. I mean, right there with a number of police and everything. And again, it was, um, and again, I'm not knocking the police. I understand what they were doing and stuff, but, but yeah, it is. It is. It is uncomfortable. But as you said, the issue there, though, is still enforcement, not the law itself. Um, again, not with mine. I, I mean, mine. I, I think they were justified. I get the circumstances. But what I'm, I'm going back to, um, like you said, would Thomas be uh, accused quicker than than Garneau? But the problem with that again is enforcement, not the law itself. Well, and um, I use Garneau because they're closer in age. You yeah. being older than Thomas, you automatically is the least, yeah, Thomas, least guilty-looking yeah, person you, in the world. <laughs> like I would be more likely yeah. to get pulled over than yeah. him. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but you're 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 an older white man, so you would you would actually get detained and questioned. Thomas would have been cuffed. He would have been put in the car. He might have been tased. Somebody might have whacked him a good time or two, you know, <laughs> to subdue him because he's so large and imposing. You know? if we did like a if we did like a, like a second amendment audit like say me yeah. uh, let's say dr crow uh dr garneau and i all walked around with an ar-15 and we see what the what the differences in reaction are because i'm yeah. probably getting shot on that's what I mean, i'm saying though we would actually have to like <laughs> clear it with the local law enforcement and things like that. And and even if we did that, we don't know that these gun owners or these uh, business owners don't have guns and they're not going to come out and confront you. And even if you say, hey, this is a social experiment to see which one of you are racist, they might shoot you now, on the spot. <laughs> usually, like I said, and I get that's true. On there. there are some there are sometimes there are cases that look like it's targeting where they may be but it may not be a racist motivation let me give you an example that would be i mean i get that but do you remember the you remember the washington sniper yes malvo okay all right when that happened it was almost the reverse on the targeting here the fbi i remember sitting with my brother who was a policeman at the time and everything 
uh, in Tulsa. And we were watching that, and uh, they were talking how they were looking for um, the, the sniper, and they had him pegged as a middle-aged white guy in a white van. That's what they kept saying. And Chuck said, and, and my brother said, no, no, when they catch the guy, he's going to be black, and there's going to be at least two of them. And I said, how do you know? And then he explained. He says, well, here's why. He says, the shootings have happened in every type of neighborhood you could think of, white, black, whatever. You, know, they're in, you remember this. They were, uh, the tar- their targets were everybody. You remember this. That was what was weird about it. And I said, well, how do you know it's going to be a black guy and there's going to be two of them? He says, well, first of all, in Washington, D.C., if you were in a white neighborhood, and, and he said, if you were in a black neighborhood, okay, wait, let me see. if you were in a white neighborhood, there, are still going to be, there were still going to be black people there, okay? I mean, there, there just are, okay? He said, but if you were in a black neighborhood, there wouldn't be a white person around, he said, and, and somebody would have noticed that. He said, so in Washington, D.C. area, if they're not noticing then it's going to, you know, in other words, if you were in an all-black neighborhood, they would remember a white guy. They would have to remember because there wouldn't be any white people there in some of these neighborhoods. And he said, and, and so his thing was, logically, what you're looking for on this case, the one person who could be both places and not be noticed as much, would be a black man, he said. He said, in second, you're going to have to have two because you're going to have to have a spotter. He said, and he said, and already, he says, if they're looking for the vans, they already checked all the vans. And he turned out to be right. So the point is, when it comes to, when it comes to profiling, of course, you know, the FBI was saying it'd be a middle-aged white guy because usually your serial killers and whatever are middle-aged white guys. But then you have to also look at what the circumstances are. What doesn't fit here? In other words, who would, who would, not, who would stick out? And so, you know, so that's, that's one of the cases, too. But again, I think with, with this case in particular, uh, the one that we were talking about with the jogger, um, with the jogger, these guys that did this are just, well, I can't say it on the, on the phone, but they're, you can fiddle on the last part, but the first part's dumb. Anyway, so they, were, they were some rednecks playing cop, I mean, too, and thinking they could take the law in their own hands. You can't do that. Um, well, and, and so this is – go ahead. They felt like they could get away with it, though, and that's – I think that's the basis of the whole thing is that they felt they, like – They did get away with it until the video came out. If the video didn't come out, I mean, would they even be charged? That's a good question. That's a great question. I don't question. know, but again uh, – yeah, but, but, you know, who knows? Um, maybe, to- but I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to end there because we are out of time. The 30 minutes always go so fast every week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Always a spirited conversation here. And you know what? It's going to keep on going. So we'll catch you back here next week. I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Dr. Kevin Crow and Thomas Ware III. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you back here next week. Have a great day.